0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Bob Dylan, in his brief Christian phase, wrote a song entitled, You Gotta Serve Somebody. One line said, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you gotta serve somebody. St. Paul is expressing something like that thought in today's epistle, where he describes the change that takes place in baptism in terms of slavery. Quote, As you have yielded your members' servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members' servants to righteousness unto holiness. In other words, before you were baptized into the death of Jesus Christ, you were a slave of sin. You surrendered the various parts of your body to your sinful desires. You served sin. In baptism, the sinful part of you died, and the life of Christ was planted in you through the Holy Spirit. Now you are to surrender the parts of your body to the Spirit. You are to serve God. There is difficulty in the language St. Paul uses about baptism. In last week's epistle, he wrote, We are buried with Jesus Christ by baptism into death. St. Paul presents this death as an accomplished fact. However, the astute observer of the Christian life will ask, if the old man, the sinful self, was buried in baptism, why does he seem to be so alive and well in my life? Is the old sinful man kind of like a zombie in a cheesy horror movie. You, you kill him, but he just gets up and starts following you again. The cross and resurrection of Jesus impact our lives in three time periods, past, present, and future. On the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. That is to say, nothing more needs to be done. Yet, The finished work of the cross must be applied to actual human history and to particular human lives in the present moment. And the work of Christ in the world in the present moment looks forward to a future consummation when the implications of the cross will be applied to the creation in a full and final way. We were baptized into Christ at a past moment in time. We died and rose with Christ. In a sense, it is finished. Yet this finished work must then be lived out in the present moment. We must actually put to death the deeds of the old man and bring forth the fruits of the Spirit now. As we fight the good fight, we look forward to the future resurrection, when the old man will be completely dead and buried and all things will be completely new. Baptism then restores to us the ability to live in communion with God. Our sins are forgiven so that we are freed from the burden of guilt. We have the gift of the Spirit, which gives us the power we need to resist temptation and do what is right. However, we must still, <clears throat> by acts of the will, say no to sin, surrender ourselves, our souls and bodies to God, and live in a new way. We must live in the present moment according to the new identity we were given in baptism. In this particular section of Romans that includes both week's epistle and this week's epistle, St. Paul is responding to the disobedient Christian who says, since God forgives me, it doesn't really matter how I behave. The logic of St. Paul's response is not what we might expect. St. Paul does not say, you're a really bad boy or girl and you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Rather, to the disobedient Christian, St. Paul says, you have forgotten who you are. You were baptized into Christ's death. You participated in Christ's resurrection. And you're acting like that didn't happen. Coming to Christ through baptism and faith affects a change of identity. In baptism we pray, give thy Holy Spirit to this child, or this thy servant, that he may be born again. In baptism we become a child of God, a member of the body of Christ, and an inheritor of the kingdom of God. Our new identity leads us to behave in new ways. Who we are determines what we do. Thieves steal. Liars lie. Sinners sin. But children of God members of Christ, and heirs of the kingdom serve God. It follows from this logic that if we are not doing what we ought, we have forgotten or rejected our baptism. Or it may be that we have not yet experienced that conversion of the heart that makes the baptismal gift effectual in our lives. In any event, the problem is forgetfulness, If we are unfaithful, we have forgotten who we are. What we need to do is remember. It is not a surprise, then, that the word remembrance is so central to Christian worship. Do this in remembrance of me. Why do we need to remember? Why do we need to recall the presence of Christ and enter back into the experience of death and resurrection that began in baptism. Because we forget. Because we drift away from union with God and drift back into unfaithfulness. We need to remember to experience again who we are before we can begin to live as we ought. Remembrance is the foundation for the life of prayer. Sometimes it is called recollection. We live a life of prayer so that we will continually remember who God is, what he has done for us, and who we are as a result. We live a life of prayer so that we will experience again our union with the Father through the Son in the Spirit, and as a result, bear the fruits of holy behavior that flows out of that communion. This is why it is wrong to think of Christianity primarily in terms of behavior. There are many non-Christians whose behavior is better than some Christians. That does not make them Christians. We cannot be good enough to be accepted by God on the basis of our behavior. Holy behavior is the result not the cause of our Christian identity. If we examine closely, we will see that faithful Christians are marked by their prayerfulness. This prayerfulness leads to new behavior, but the behavior is the fruit and not the foundation of Christian identity. There are other things that will cause people to do what is right or not do what is wrong. Guilt, shame, and fear each produce their own kind of morality. Vainglory, the desire to be thought well of by others, will also lead many to try to be good. However, only the experience of God's love in Christ through the Spirit will lead us to obey God from the heart. To do what is right because it is right to love because we have been loved. To be a Christian, then, is to be baptized into the death and resurrection of Christ. To be a faithful Christian is to live in the light of that new identity. To be a faithful Christian is to remember continually that we were buried with Christ through baptism and raised with Christ through faith. To be a faithful Christian is to live according to this new identity in the present moment in the hope of resurrection and life in the world to come. For now, being made free from sin and become servants of God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.